Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. The Lakers lose a costly game last night. It is Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app series XM channel 80 as well. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. I give the Lakers a lot of credit last night, Courtney. They went out. They played Anthony Davis in a back-to-back. They played LeBron. Both were listed as questionable before the game. Uh, Many thought that they would not play them. They have not played AD in back-to-backs at all in order to keep them healthy, but Against the Clippers, it was incredibly important if they were trying to find their way into the top five or six. And even still, everybody out there, they lose to the Clippers. And frankly, it was never really even that close. They were down 17 at the half. Let's hear from LeBron because there's a lot of talk about they're going to end up fifth and they're going to try to end up sixth. Right now they're sitting at seventh. And it is no luck that they are going to get into the top six. It is what it is. Whatever, wherever we end up, that's where we end up. You know, I mean, it's been, a, been like four or five seasons in one for us. Um, we don't have the luxury of uh, saying this is what we need to do. This is where we're going to be. You know, just you know, we need to still continue to play good basketball. We got another game on Friday versus a very good team. Then we end the, end the season on Sunday. You know, versus Utah. So uh, we see what happens. We see. Wherever we fall, and we'd be ready to go. I love this LeBron that has figured out the truth no longer matters. <laughs> it seems most people are figuring that out. Yeah, and I the conversation around this team of are they the team you don't want to face in the Western Conference playoffs? I mean, let's figure out are they going to get into the actual playoffs first? Because like you said, there's we talked about this. Like these are not like it's not like a great group of teams in the Western Conference that are separated by a game or two here and there and like the discrepancy between 5 and 7 where the Clippers, Warriors and Lakers sit. You know, so there's a lot of mediocrity. Just a lot of teams competing in the same level of bleh. And, yeah. you know, I I I think we all kind of know where things stand in the Eastern Conference and the favorites in the in the playoffs this year, but the only thing I take from Wednesday's game and seeing where Anthony Davis is right now, seeing where LeBron James is, like in, in the rest of their starters, whether it's Austin Reeves, Jared Vanderbilt, D'Angelo Russell, like they're finally playing together the majority of the fourth quarter and, and even in other parts. Like the chemistry's starting to gel. It's strange that it takes until the final week of the regular season for them to be building this sort of chemistry and coming alive where the seven seed to the Lakers feels like a good spot where they can actually get in and then make some noise. I just look at this the way that we have looked at this team the last couple of years where there has been this spark of hope at the end of the season, Chris, and I'm not ready to buy into it. I'm not ready to believe that this is a Lakers team that's going to make a big run because, you know, at this point of the season, even LeBron said it, they don't have the ability to, like, actually get on the floor and play five on five. Like, that's out of the question right now. So the only time you can really do that is when you're in the postseason. You can close out a series fast, and you could, like, have some time to actually gel. Like, 
to me, it feels like they missed their window to do this, and they're trying to do it on the fly. Could it work with a LeBron James and Anthony Davis combo and the other three players that I mentioned actually playing? Sure, but it's going to be even harder, and that's why I'm not buying into the threat of the Lakers in the postseason. What bothered me about last night is that that game was as important as it was, and I think the Lakers reached down to put the foot on the pedal, and there was nothing in the tank. And that that would bother me. That would give me real cause for concern. How are they going to be able to handle it in the playoff series? And that that's why, according to me, if the Lakers don't make the top six, they're in big trouble. Mm-hmm. I, I, they might get out of the play-in tournament, but I don't think they'll get out of the first round. Because I, I don't know. First of all, they need that week off. They need the week off. Yes. They need to be able to find themselves in the sixth spot and get real rest for this group because – it doesn't matter what the schedule looks like. It's going to be a grind. I mean, even and- think about like going into the game last night. It was an hour before the game where LeBron says, I'm good to play. He's dealing with soreness in his right foot. And Anthony Davis has been dealing with that stress injury to his right foot. And he said, well, I feel well enough to play because this game meant so much because they could have been the five seed had they won. Injuries are still a big concern here for this Lakers team. And it's not these massive things that are, you know, that I've already ruled guys out. It's these small nagging injuries that one day might be really bad, another day you can play through it. That's what I'd be worried about right now in in totality of the next couple games cuz we know with like the Lakers record right now, you know, the worst they can finish is 40 and 42. The best they can finish is at 44 and 38. That stuff doesn't matter in terms of like maybe like one seed here or there, but if you you know you really need to get that six in order to give yourself the week off to maybe heal those things up to where to where you're not having to question can I play through this or not or how am I going to look? LeBron looked good in the second half. Thirty of thirty three came in in the final two quarters. If he's not held, if he's not feeling great though on that foot, I question if he's going to be able to do that. Now look, they're sitting at the seven spot right now. They're a game behind Golden State. They do have the tiebreaker with Golden State because they've won the season series. Lakers, home for the Suns tomorrow night, and then home for the Jazz on Sunday. As far as the game for Phoenix, doesn't mean anything. They are in the four spot, and the Jazz are on the outside looking in and likely will be eliminated officially by Sunday. So you've got two games right there that you have to win. You have to win these two games, and then you hope that Golden State would lose one of the two. The problem is you've got the Kings. That game virtually means nothing for them tomorrow. And then they've got the Blazers, and they've already been eliminated from the postseason. So, you know, is it a case where uh, the Warriors are just able to take advantage and win those two games? They win the two games, it's over. Uh, if they if they go one and one and the Lakers go two and zero, oh, then the Lakers would be the sixth seed at this point, and they need it the worst way. And I, I also did not. Some people have been putting some real stock into this, Courtney, and I don't buy it. That you want it to be the five seed as opposed to the six, because if you're going to have to face the Suns, you may as well get it out of the way before they have really gelled and they have really come together. The Kings have been a team for weeks here that has a target on their backs that everybody wants to play because they don't defend. I, I, I know what the talent is on the Suns, and I may have to play them at some point, but if I'm the Lakers, I don't care that I wouldn't be the five because I didn't win last night. To me, it's a lot more about getting to the sixth spot. 
I don't, yeah, I don't buy that argument either because it's like depending upon when you play the Suns, do you want to face them when they've been rolling? Do you want to face them right off the bat? You know, we know that Kevin Durant's been back for a handful of games. I still think they are the most dangerous team in the West, even more so than the Warriors. And I know some people are going to argue with that because they've been at this stage of the game numerous times. They have the championship and the long playoff run experience to lean on. Still, and I know it's like hard to look at things on paper and say, well, that's the best you know team, the highest scoring team, not the Kings, the Suns I'm, I'm referring to, that that would be the team you don't want to face. I mean, you don't want to face them at any point. Like, that's what doesn't matter to me. And then thinking about like home court advantage versus you know going on the road, if you're the six, you're going to end up having to go on the road anyways. And yeah. it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. I don't. I don't necessarily buy like for like the Warriors to like they need the Warriors to lose like they're going to need some help though like LeBron's going to need some help in all of that because if Golden State loses and if the Lakers can like keep up you know keep their run more or less they're going to have a real chance to make it into the playoffs as the sixth seed and avoiding that play in tournament every night the final game two games that they have left they need to be perfect and can you expect that from a Lakers team that hasn't been not no. this season and not the last couple seasons. That's to me, is a little bit of a stretch. So uh, in order for them to get that, they're going to need the Warriors to somehow fall apart here down the final two games of the regular season. I haven't, I don't know what their schedule is. If they have to go on the road, that would be one way to do it. But it's, uh, it's a tall task. Listen, the Warriors, or rather the Lakers, feel like a sports car that you just can't trust. That it's great to look at, and when it's right, it's right. But dear God... Sometimes just trying to get it out of the driveway is an absolute nightmare. And it drives you up the wall. My, my last thing for me, I look at the West. All right, Phoenix is 7-0 and with KD on the court. Courtney, there's not a team that I truly believe in to win the West. There is not a team like, the, you know, everybody will say the Nuggets are the favorites, not until they actually do something. Nobody trusts them. Everybody's targeting the Kings. Nobody knows what's up with Memphis after all this Jaw stuff. Uh, Phoenix with KD and Chris Paul and and uh, Booker together. Or how how healthy are they going to be? Are the Clippers gonna, like? Give me a team, Courtney, that I'm supposed to believe in in the West right now. Because I, I got say, no idea. I would say it's the Suns, and that's it. And even then, that's still a big if because of Durant's health, and you wonder. Could he be susceptible to another injury in the postseason? It wouldn't be the first time that that's happened. And on the defensive end, have they really been tested? Because we know they can score, and we know that Devin Booker has been phenomenal. Chris Paul and his injury history in the playoffs. There's still all of these question marks, but they're probably like the least question marky team of all of them right now of at least like the top six seeds. If we're going to blame the schedule on the Lakers, if we're going to blame the schedule for what's happened to the Lakers – all that does is tell me the Lakers are old and they're not going to do anything. That, that's all it tells me. It is Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Tune in to NBA action tonight. Sixers hosting the Heat, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 9.30 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Up next... Tiger Woods, a couple of holes in at the 87th Masters. Could this be one of the last times we see him at Augusta? Greeny, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. When you're playing this course, does it ever cross your mind, this could be the last time? Yes, it has. Last year was kind of a, didn't know if I was going to play again. He is on the course at Augusta as we speak. It is Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Where, by the way, you can watch Tiger Woods right now on ESPN Plus and on the ESPN app. They have the uh, different groupings that they are following. He teed off at 10, 18 a.m. Eastern time. And right now he is at plus one, I believe, through four holes. He is, yes, he is at plus one through four holes playing with Victor Hovland and Xander Shoffley. Uh, First things first, Courtney, I mean, when we think of Tiger at this point, do you think he can possibly contend? I mean, you can't have a good feeling about it, and part of the reason is what Michael Collins, ESPN golf analyst, lays out right here. He was on KJM this morning. It's going to be a tough road because for him, it's all about stamina, and it's not even about like stamina as far as physical fitness stamina. It's stamina of that damaged leg, and there are going to be times when that damaged leg just decides, he's I'm not doing it. The thought of Tiger even having that miracle week again, it's so hard to fathom. It really is. Courtney, I mean, this is a guy that almost died Mm -hmm. two years ago. I don't expect, as much as we all want it, and to me there's nothing better in sports than seeing the guy that you're just, you're not sure if they have it anymore and there's anything left in the tank, go on one of those special runs. I, I can't count on it at all. I can root for it, but I just don't see it. 
Here's my question. If he wasn't coming off the injury, which, again, I know this happened in 2021 when his car flipped and he was on his way to a commercial shoot, even coming off the Genesis that year, you could tell there wasn't something right with Tiger Woods. And then the accident happens, and then he comes back last year at 46 years old. He gave us some hope getting through that first round, and where he really fell apart in the Masters in 2022 to finish plus 13 on the weekend was in that third round. But I say all that to say, if the accident wasn't a thing, would you be looking at him at 47 years old and questioning, hey, can you still contend? Because thinking about the younger guys in golf right now, yeah. the, the Scotty Schefflers, the Tony Finaus, the, the Xander Shoffleys, all of those players, and seeing where Tiger Woods is still you know, very, very good at what he does, but thinking about the people who have been winning championships in the time that he was absent from playing you know, high-level competitive golf, wouldn't that, at his age, give you pause as well? Like Now we're coupling that on top of the fact, as Michael Collins pointed out, the stamina factor and being able to walk for four days through the Masters and having that not affect your play, that adds a different element. I think I'd be questioning it regardless. I get it. I, I personally would still believe in it a lot more for two reasons. Number one, Jack won it at 46 years old. Now, granted, that's... 1986 okay it's a much different time in terms of as you said all the technology and the athleticism of these players now and number two you know he had come back and he had won it uh, at what 44 in 2019 um, yes yeah in 2019 I, I would still believe that he would have a chance I just the stamina of having to walk that course and as Michael was talking about like that that takes everything out of it to me from his opportunity to try to win it. And we know what his mentality is always going to be. It's going to be trying to win it. So then the, the question always becomes about these events, whether it's with or without Tiger is, well, what else is there to look for? You know, does the audience completely fall off if Tiger doesn't make the cut? Courtney, I more so almost than Tiger at this point, and that would be an amazing story. I want to see the PGA versus live here. I want to see Sunday. Uh, I don't expect it to be Mickelson, right? But I want to see Rory McIlroy and Brooks Kepka in the final pairing going at it down the stretch. Because I, these re- I don't know that people really realize how much true animosity there is between these two sides. And I think um, when it comes to golf, it's always... You know, you always just see respect and all that kind of thing after rounds. You don't. The only time you see teams, uh, people going nuts is during the Ryder Cup. I think this could be as close to that as we would see outside of it. There's been such a question mark on these live golfers, the curiosity of whether they're going to be in game shape, uh, more or less. Like It's an intriguing discussion that we're having right now, and whether they're going to be mentally prepared. I mean, there's 18 of them live golfers that are at Augusta National this week, and their preparation for this has been unlike any other Masters that they've been in, because live is not even a year, the tour is not even a year old, um, and there have only been three tournaments before this year's major, so that adds in another layer. I th- remember when golf was trying in 2021 to manufacture the rivalries between Brooks Kepka and um, who was it? 
uh, Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth. No, it wasn't Kepka and who was the other one? Oh, Bryson DeChambeau. So yeah, when yeah. they were when they were trying to manufacture that, I felt like it was kind of a uh, you know felt very like reality TV for me. Mm-hmm. This whole live versus PGA players in the Masters kind of carries that same connotation, but that might be the best thing for golf. Like, let's say, who knows what's going to happen with Tiger's round today and tomorrow. If he doesn't make the cut, that's probably their best avenue to having more viewership on their product Saturday, Sunday from the casual fan because golf fans, people who, who watch tournaments, not just the Masters, the, you know, the PGA Championship, uh, the, the British Open, like the big majors, everybody's get, those people are going to continue to watch. But the name Scotty Scheffler among casual golf fans is probably not going to draw and say, man, I got to watch this down to, down the stretch of Sunday. I mean, if there's a tight race at the end, sure. But the live golfers going head-to-head with the PGA golfers, people that at this point last year they were playing with in the same, you know, the same championship group, then that probably creates a little bit more intrigue, wondering what's going to happen in a head-to-head, more or less matchup. So right now, Sergio Garcia, who is on the Live Golf Tour, is at minus two. Xander Shoffley, Victor Hovland, uh, Adam Scott, Cam Young, all at minus two right now in the lead at Augusta. But uh, we were talking about this before. I watched uh, Full Swing back at the beginning of March, the Netflix series. And I'll tell you, even for a casual fan, it really gives you a good look at some of these guys, and it gives you a just I, I know that these documentaries can kind of be pushed in certain directions to push certain agendas. Uh, I felt like I got guys to root for now when I, I, lo- I love to play golf. I wouldn't put myself as somebody that's going to be locked in on the Honda Classic every week. You know, on, on those tournaments, other than majors. But this made me find guys to root for, and it made me find guys to root against, to tell you the truth. That and might, I need villains, and I need heroes. That's what that, I need. That series, and I know I haven't seen it, but I've watched Drive to Survive, and I know, like, the, the overall theory, uh, the philosophy of that show is kind of giving you a look at golfers, the way that they did F1 drivers, the personalities, mm-hmm. the internal workings of a team, and, and certainly the rivalries. That that makes golf more marketable to where you have an event like the Masters where Tiger, if he doesn't make the cut or if he plays poorly and you don't have the Tiger product to lean on, you'll have these other personalities that people can get behind. I saw this the other day with, with Tony Finau and kind of what his odds are. I think plus 2,200 to win the Masters. Mm-hmm. But because people are now becoming more adept to learning about those players, those golfers, I think it's I think that's actually going to help the product here down the stretch where you don't necessarily have to rely solely on live golf versus PGA players for the first time since the split had happened. It's those stories that we're now privy to where Tony, did you know that Tony has three wins on tour this year? I didn't until I, didn't. I like found out that that thing in three top tens and five trips to Augusta. Now now like the casual fan has somebody to get behind that they might not have known about all that much in years past, but certainly golf and their manufactured rivalries, maybe some wild, true rivalries, which we know exist out there. I don't know how tenuous it's going to be, and I know that Brooks Kepka had talked about it, um, you know, 
they're going to be asked about this. Like that's the thing. Like that's it's going to be brought into the forefront because after every round, the live versus PGA rivalry, if you want to call it that, or just like whatever's happening, depending upon how people finish and, and what tour they're part of, those are going to be questions that are asked, and those answers are going to be what sparks the conversation for the next day. Justin Thomas is birdied. He's two under. He's at plus 2,200. Spieth is plus 1,800. Kepka plus 3,000. The favorite, as you would expect, is Scotty Scheffler at plus 500, who comes across as exactly what you think he is and that is just kind of the average guy who's out there playing golf and like i said it's it's easy to kind of like this like these guys and even at one point mcelroy um is stretching out and just yells out to somebody you know blank phil mickelson and he knows the cameras are on and he says did you get that good i hope they use it it's awesome it was very cool i enjoyed it thoroughly and i think it it definitely gives you a a better view of these guys and more reason to root for these guys, even outside the majors. So up next, you know, in just a few weeks, we are hosting the NFL draft with Mike Tannenbaum, Chris Canty and I, and Ian Fitzsimmons. And as you can imagine, Kansas city is going to be turned and who is going to be right in the middle of it. Me and Travis Kelsey. That's for damn sure. It is Courtney Crone and Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny, the podcast. So, Courtney, um, as we talked about earlier, Chris Canty and myself and uh, Mike Tannenbaum, Ian Fitzsimmons, will be hosting the NFL Draft here on ESPN Radio from August 27th to the 29th. Coincidentally, or probably not. August. Did I say August? Is that when the draft is this year? April 29th. <laughs> a couple weeks. Listen, I have admittedly, with this cold slash allergy the last couple of weeks, been a little off my game, to say the least. So I apologize for that. But thanks, Cam, for once again reminding us that you're perfect. 
No problem. Just making sure people know He's when to listen that. to. Just making sure people know when to listen to you, Carlin. And you point out the cold you've had. I have a lot of sympathy for you. Courtney, however, does not. Now, Courtney was ripping me, I guess, the other day. It wasn't ripping. I just I heard. You know, they. I host Chris's show a bit. 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio. And they play this rejoin before we start the show at the top of every hour. And it was some interview you were doing. And I'm like, listening to it, I'm like, is that Carlin? Because I heard your voice and I could hear... Not that you were struggling to get through it, but I know how hard that is when you don't have a voice. Like sometimes when I don't sleep, my voice on radio is like three octaves lower, and it is really tough to listen to. I will give people all the credit in the world if they want to tell me that I'm insufferable to listen to in those moments. <laughs> and I remember hearing Chris's voice. I'm like, can someone do my man a favor and get him some hot water with lemon and honey to to coat the vocal cords so he can get through this? Because like you, I'm dealing in the Midwest right now with these 70-degree swings to 35 degrees the next day, and my allergies have been wreaking havoc in my throat, in my sinuses, the draining, the whole thing. So the only reason I sound halfway okay today is because of my magic coffee that I have, the two cups that I need. That's my only superstition. I just It's not even superstition. <laughs> I just need to be caffeinated. But... um. It wasn't making fun of Carlin, and plus, also, I heard it. I'm like, well, this is a good way to get into the show. It's easy content. Well, yeah, of course. And listen, as you know, my voice, it's my instrument. Very delicate. Very delicate is how I have to treat it, and it has served me so well. So, Cam, once again, thank you for again, he's bringing perfect. attention to my shortcomings. You got it, buddy. appreciate that. But April 27th, 28th, 29th in Kansas City. Along with that, Travis Kelsey is hosting a music festival called Kelsey Jam during draft week. April 28th, the Azura Amphitheater in Bonner Springs, Kansas, which apparently is, uh, you know, just an outside metro area of Kansas City. Machine Gun Kelly, my guy Rick Ross, Loud Luxury, Tech Nine, all there. Here's the problem, Courtney. You are consider you are in your early thirties, correct? Correct. So, can uh, my biggest concern, whenever I am a, thinking about going out to an event like this, is how do I avoid looking like the old guy that doesn't know it's over? Like just bringing in because I have self awareness, but there are times where I just I want to go out. Mm-hmm. But, God, I don't want to be the guy that they are snickering at throughout that place. Like, can you believe this I dude have, thinks it's still going on? I have two thoughts on this. The first okay. is, logistically, you are not going to be able to go. Friday, April 28th, when this concert is, it's 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. The second round starts 6 p.m. that night, I believe. East, uh, Eastern, no, Central Time. So, yeah, and that's not a Central Time thing. You will be so preoccupied that you will not be able to go, and even when the second and third rounds are over, you're going to be so tired from that, getting ready for your marathon Saturday. I mean, you've covered these things before, and now being on site to do it, that is going to be the natural barrier for you to access the Travis Kelsey Music Jam. But let's say you were able to go. I had this dilemma last year, and a couple of my friends and I, like when I moved back to Chicago, I've never been to Lollapalooza. And I've seen the crowds. I I saw the lineup and I'm like, I would like to go. But 
I'm too old in my you know early 30s to be standing in a crowd of people that are scantily clad and many underage people who are intoxicated and other substances that are going around there. And plus, I don't want to get like – it's just uncomfortable. Like there's too many people. I don't want to be in a crowd. I don't need to be in a mosh pit, anything like that. Go the VIP route. That is, yeah. the, I think, the best way to avoid do I belong here? Do I look like I'm sticking out? Is it okay for me to be here? No. You are allowed to be anywhere. You can go at any age. But the older I get, the more pavilion seating and going the VIP route for things where I know I'm going to have a chair to sit in. I'm going to have air conditioning, running water slash plumbing. Mm. That is the important that, – that to me is the priority over anything else. Otherwise, I won't go. But the VIP options for this start at $225. So you got to really like your guy Rick Ross if you want to be going and spending that kind of coin, Chris. Yeah, well, listen, I could talk to him and he could put off, you know, until uh, I get there going off on stage. You know, could certainly wait on that. But, hey, listen, the other option that Cam keeps bringing up that I need to bring Canty. Because Canty will immediately eliminate any uncoolness factor on my part. At the very least, I don't want to ruin his situation uh, by canceling his uh, swag out, so to speak. But Canty is my way. Like, if I walk in there, Mike T and I walk in there together. I mean, that that that's going to look like a, a, a horrible version of Hall Pass or something like along those lines. That's just going to be bad. Kenny definitely has the swagger factor, former athlete, cool dude, he's 40 years old, he's, you know, in the prime of life. He's also six foot seven, so nobody would mess with you. This is true. If you brought him and you were he was part of your entourage, he may be blocking some people's views. So, again, go the VIP route. Chris Canty, former athlete, probably has enough in the bank to buy everybody their VIP tickets. I know I'm putting that out there without asking Chris, but that's okay. He hosted KJM this morning. He's doing just fine. So I would do that, and then you guys can get bottle service in your VIP area. You can sip your cocktail, enjoy Rick Ross, because we've already determined he's going to wait for you after you guys are done. (laughs) That's his guy. on, yeah, it's Scott on Friday night, and maybe he can even get you some Robitussin or some Luden's cough drops while we're at it. Maybe, but um, I I think that's probably the best way to go. And I'm sure Chris Chris Canny has connections. He can get you guys in for a discounted price. How two, great of a not look would it be? Twenty five dollars for a VIP spot. I, how great of a look would it be if I just showed up and went straight from Kelsey Jam right to round four of the draft? No, you're saying team no sleep, just go Absolutely. party through the night. Sunglasses on, let's roll. With I don't know, team, man. That that it. draft starts early, early, early on Saturday morning. I mean, 11 a.m. Central Time is a rough start if you have been out in the streets the night before. I would not advise it. I just know how exhausted I am covering one team during the draft, how exhausting day three is with prospects that – probably aren't making the team and guys you probably never even heard of it's I would not advise that I would advise if you're going to go to this thing I mean by the time you get off air you better haul it over to Bonner Park Bonner Springs wherever this thing is and and stay for the Rick Ross set and then go home and get some shut eye yeah no bottle service for for you and Candy on that night. Uh, maybe just, for Mike T it is the constant fear to just look like the guy who doesn't know it's over 
I think justifiably so. It's Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, coming to you live via the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Nature Valley wants to see you and your family out there. When we share our love for out there, we inspire others to protect it. And that is what getting out there is all about. Nature Valley, life happens live. Let's get to a little bit of in case you missed it. In case you missed it. This is the Ravens yesterday in their uh, yearly luncheon leading up to the draft with the media to answer draft questions. And they made it very clear after one Lamar Jackson question that they were there to answer draft questions. With respect to the, this being about the draft and everything, just with the Lamar stuff that's going on. Hey, guys. Are you, guys, are you all that? looking at quarterbacks? Out, out, out. This is about the draft. Are you looking at quarterbacks differently because of the situation that's going on? Yeah, you know, I don't think we really are. And that's Eric DaCosta, the GM, who answers a very important question that is in relation to the draft, Courtney, of how they are to approach this. Another thing that I thought was interesting that he said is they're going to be looking to add draft picks. If you want to add those two things together, you know, is he just floating it out there a little bit more about the idea of potentially trading Lamar Jackson before the draft? He handled that when the reporter was actually able to ask the question. And and I think the frustrating thing here is that the Ravens at every other point throughout the season, this offseason, have addressed questions about Lamar Jackson. And to my knowledge, when I was out at owners' meetings last week, I don't know if Eric DaCosta really talked about this. So this was the first chance that reporters who cover the Ravens would have had to talk about this. But it seemed like they were razzed by this sort of question and their PR guy stepping in to deflect. And it ended up being a question about the draft. Like, how does Lamar, like, you can say the L word and not have that sort of reaction. How does Lamar factor into what you may or may not do at the quarterback spot with your first round pick at 22? They only have five draft picks this year. So his answer about adding more, you know, potentially adding a quarterback, leaving that on the table, that's a smart thing to do. It's not a yes or a no. It's a, it's a maybe 50-50 chance they do. And then adding more draft capital They're going to have to get creative in ways to do that. Of course, you want to have more picks. The draft should be your lifeline of how you build a roster, but they're not in that spot right now to do that. So you ended up getting the political answer that I thought you were going to get. It's just weird that the Ravens went this route of being so defensive. Like, oh, my God, you can't mention Lamar. Like, we're talking about the draft, when he very much factors into what they may or may not be doing in the draft. If I'm the Patriots right now, I'm dialing this up because they have the stories have been out there the last couple of days that Bill Belichick is not happy with Mac Jones because Mac Jones went outside the organization last year to try to figure out if, hey, are we doing this the right way with the fact that he's working with Mac Patricia and Joe Judge on that offense? That ticked off Belichick. It's being disloyal. Do the Patriots now approach the Ravens? Hey, here's a one. Here's Mac Jones. Here's a two next year, something like that, in order to pry him away. Because the one thing I'd say about Belichick is, Courtney, he always wants the guy that he has trouble defending. It would be it would be tough. And I know when we were talking with Diana Russini earlier, she said there's been no credible ties or no 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 really credible news on that front. 
feels like if the Ravens, if they really do want to add draft picks here, if that's a big priority for them coming up, that maybe that's a route that they end up going. I just think they're going to have to go that route via the tag and trade because it's clear the market, no team wanting to give up two first round picks for Lamar Jackson, that ship seems to have sailed. I mean, I think so too. I just want to see exactly what this looks like. I think something gets done after the draft because I could see, for instance, Diana was talking about the Colts. I could see the Colts mm-hmm. drafting a player they really like at four and then getting into the Jackson discussion of, okay, let's talk about the first-round picks for the next two years beyond that. It, it It's, it's going to be fascinating to continue to watch. Hey, Canty and I, first take tomorrow. See you then. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. 